It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. No matter where you're tuning in from, when you're tuning in, welcome to the show. Whether you're listening to us live Thursdays at noon on talkradio.nyc or on Wednesdays on KMET in Palm Springs, California uh, at 10 a.m., I, I really appreciate all the listeners tuning in. Thank you for joining us. I am especially thrilled at the show we have in store for you today. But first, and I really want to get to my guest, uh, someone you might be a little familiar with. Of course, first, let me just uh, talk about my little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. This week, the section is entitled, When We Envision Our Future Self, We Rise to the Vision. How do we rise up higher? How do we grow to become more than we are today? We face challenges every day. How do we overcome and get past them in a more conscious way? Perhaps it is by seeing our future selves, by imagining what will we be like in 10 or 15 years. Maybe if we can see ourselves and others as better than we are today, we can grow into that image faster. By looking into the future of our lives, maybe we can bring it into the present. How would we handle this situation if it were 15 years from now? Maybe just by asking the question, we begin to think differently about what is in front of us. By pointing our mind to our future self, we begin to create it today. Not by ignoring where we are. Not by thinking we are better than we are. But by leaning into the direction we are headed by using our imagination to peer into the future, we can bring it into the present. Can it be that simple, that easy? Perhaps. We can only know for certain if we try. What are we struggling with today that our future self might be equipped to deal with? How would our future self approach this situation differently than we are today? It is an exercise in imagination. It is also an opportunity to play with life in a way that empowers us. We all believe that we will be better in the future than we are now. Let us use this belief to help us in our day-to-day -day life. What choices would our future self make differently? What dreams would our future self have? What priorities would our future self work on? What perspective would our future self have that could aid us today? It is all there for the asking. We may not get it exactly right, but who cares? At least we will be moving in a direction we might not have thought about otherwise. Let us use our future self to help us today. Why not? So this section of my book I wrote a while ago, probably now about, I would say a good six, seven years ago. And the inspiration to this uh, came from someone I was working with at the time, who was a facilitator. And, and he said how like when people would ask him, what's his facilitation style? He would say, I see people five minutes into the future. 
meaning he sees them better than they are today and he sees their potential and he facilitates them from that perspective. And I really thought that was a really interesting way of looking at things because so often we're so grounded in the here and now and, and my loyal listeners know I'm all about presence. Presence is extremely important. However, by projecting into the future of who we could be and where we could be and what we could be doing a day from now, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we actually can energetically connect to that image and bring some of that energy into the present moment. I think we all have this idea that we're going to be better tomorrow than we are today. That we're going to be wiser. We're going to be smarter. We're going to be um, better at whatever we do. So if we believe that's true, why not try to connect with what that would look like? And if we can connect to what that would look like, we can bring it into today. And then we can be better right here, right now. And then perhaps that'll exponentiate where we'll end up in the future. So this is not about escaping where we are today. This is not about spiritual bypassing where we are. What is it, what it is about is connecting to that greater part of ourselves that has an intuitive understanding of where we're going and helping to bring that place into today so that we can move further along more quickly. And with the challenges that we face today in the world, in society, all around us, it to me kind of feels like we should be drawing upon all the resources we can to create a better world today. So that's the section of my book entitled, When We Envision Our Future Self, We Rise to the Vision. And of course, that's my book, Everyday Awakening, which is available at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. But if you're like me and you love to uh, support small independent bookstores, you can always ask them to order it. We're in a major publisher, so any bookstore can actually order Everyday Awakening by Sam. So thank you so much. Uh, I hope you appreciated that little section. And uh, yeah. It was this one is is really a special one for me. I really like this one. So now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show today uh, best-selling author, fellow TEDx speaker, and pastologist, Reverend Dr. Terilyn L. Curry Avery, or as we affectionately call her here at Talk Radio NYC, uh, Reverend Dr. TLC. She is a pastologist, which is an ordained minister and a licensed psychologist kind of squished together. Uh, like I said, a TEDx speaker and author who invites people into transformation through the journey of sacred intelligence. Love that. Tapping into one's internal source in order to make intelligent choices that manifest the good of humanity. She helps leaders discover how their sphere of influence can change the status quo and dismantle racism. She's the author of two books, Dismantle Racism, Dismantling Racism, Healing Separation from the Inside Out, and Sacred Intelligence, The Essence of Sacred, Selfish, and Shared Relationships. And of course, she is host of Dismantle Racism, which you can hear on Talk Radio NYC every Thursday, right before my show. So it felt like it was time to bring her on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Reverend, welcome, Reverend Dr. Terrell. 
Uh, Sam, it's such a delight to be here because usually I end my show with stay tuned for the Conscious <laughs> Consultant Hour. And I was like, so come on over because I'll be guest there today. So I am so excited to be here. And I really enjoyed that piece that you were reading from your, your book. So many things went through my mind, which I'm sure as we talk today, we'll, we'll be able to connect what you're saying, but it was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's so funny because I'm just going through the book in order. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm probably about three fifths of the way through the book. Mm -hmm. And it just whatever section happens to come up that day always is the perfect section yes. for whoever my guest happens to be. Oh, perfect. It was so perfect. Okay. So for my, my audience who might not be as familiar with you, I'd love to start off before we go to our first commercial break with a little bit of your background. And I would just love to know why you decided to become a psychologist and a reverend. Like, what was <laughs> it that sort of drew you to those um, professions, avocations, vocations? Mm -hmm. So, so for the psychology piece, it was more of, I've always loved helping people. And in high school, I can remember people would always come to me for advice. And I think I just had a passion and a love mm -hmm. for people. So I got a degree in psychology. And then as I continued in college, I just, just became more and more involved with helping people. Mm -hmm. And as for the minister piece, um, you know, God has a sense of humor. That's really what it <laughs> was about. I, I did not want to do it, but I think, Sam, if we're in touch with who we are as spiritual beings, that message was planted there even in high school because mm -hmm. I ran for, you know, I went to the school called Holly Springs High School. So I ran for Miss Holly High uh -huh. and I had to do a talent. And a part uh -huh. of my talent was doing a piece from James Weldon Johnson, who had written seven sermons. Mm -hmm. And I did one of those sermons and someone walked up to me after I did it also at church and said, when did you become ordained? Now, I don't even know if I knew what that was at the moment, <laughs> but it was, again, someone putting something in my spirit that was already there. And I think it speaks to, like you're, you're saying, just who, who you are as an individual. So ultimately, those two things just merged and, you know, my calling won out, you mm -hmm. know, for, for, you know, what I do. And so here I am today. Wonderful. Wonderful. And real quickly, where did you grow up? Where is... I grew up in Mississippi, a little town called Waterford, Mississippi, but I went to school in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Uh, so that also influences my work, you know, mm -hmm. that I do around dismantling racism, um, just as a Black woman growing up in the South and growing up in this country, mm -hmm. understanding how racism impacts me as a woman of African-American descent. I've always been passionate about advocacy as well. So all these things just kind of merge in there together. Wow, amazing. And, and this is one of the things I love about um, the network and, and, and my show is that, you know, I'm a nice Jewish boy from the Bronx. I mean, we probably could have had two more different backgrounds than you can imagine. Right. But yet we I know we feel the same on quite a number of topics. Exactly. So it is, is it a pleasure to have you come on the show. And we're going to be talking today about and I love the subtitle of your book. So that's what I'm using for the show today. Healing separation from the inside out, because this is something that I've been talking about since the beginning of the pandemic. I can remember the early days when I, when I, we first started doing things virtually and I started doing my show out of my apartment in Manhattan. And I just had this sense, this feeling that like, we need to come together, right? I mean, this is, this, this pandemic at the time, I was thinking like, this is just the first of many global challenges. I don't know exactly what those global challenges are going to be, but I mean, you can take a guess. The environment's going to have a huge piece of that. But there are a lot of global challenges coming our way in the future years, and we need to come together, don't we, to be able to weather the storm, so to speak, in the best way possible. Mm. Well, and I would also say that we've already had a global uh, pandemic because I believe that racism actually is a, a pandemic. And that was one of the things that I talked about a lot in 2020 and many 
people of color said, listen, mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. been living through it. But is there was an awakening in yes. time. Yes, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, um, let's just talk about uh, your books and and what were the inspirations for Sacred Intelligence and Dismantling Racism? And and why at this stage of your life did you decide to like really make this your life's work? Okay, Carolyn? Okay. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over the social media channels. And we will be right back in just a moment with our guest, Reverend Dr. TLC. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. To the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Reverend Dr. Terrilyn Curry Avery, fellow Talk Radio NYC host. Um, so, Terrilyn, uh, Sacred Intelligence was your first book, correct? Yes, 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 yes. Sacred Intelligence: The Essence of Sacred, Selfish, and Shared Relationships was my first book. And you know, it's interesting because you ask what, like, what what helps us to write a book? Right. Well. We all have a lot of information inside of us. We all have a lot of content. And there are things that other people will sometimes recognize in us even before we're ready, Mm. right? So when you were talking earlier about really seeing who the person can become, I had people actually saying to me, Terrell, you should write a book. Now, some of these same people were talking about writing a book. Uh Some of them have not written a book since then, but there was, there was just at one time, several people saying, Terrilyn, write a book. You have enough content. Mm. You're a pastor. The easiest thing for you to do is to take your sermons. Right. So both these books are based on sermons that I literally oh. tweaked to make them because my sermons, when I preach are psychological as well as spiritual in oh. nature because of who I am. Okay. So I was able to take the sacred intelligence book and then add to it prompts Mm. because as a psychologist, a cognitive behaviorist, in fact, Mm -hmm. I believe people should do the work as well. You know, people will read a book and go, oh, that was a good book. And I'll say, well, did you do the work? So that was really what made me think about 
this this idea of writing the first book and it's based on when we look at sacred intelligence it's really based on merging spirituality and psychology together mm -hmm. and being able to go within and tap into that place that's very sacred inside of all of us and tap into that thing that's going to help you make choices that are going to manifest your greatness and help the other people to do the same thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've heard of and this sounds different than that but i've heard of like transpersonal psychology right where the idea <clears throat> that our spirit is something greater than just what houses our physical body but you're talking something really at a deeper level something that that you know is quote unquote sacred what does sacred even mean i love to so, like define terms because sometimes we think we know but when that's it comes right, down that's to right. it mm -hmm. so for me sacred my sacred is god but for someone else that sacred may be something else it is really about two things when i think of sacred intelligence mm -hmm. understanding that we are all divinely created mm -hmm. and we are loved unconditionally and when we operate from that sacred place of knowing that there's something housed in me that is so beautiful, so wonderful, so magnificent, I'm not separate from it. Right. I am that. Right. Right. right? Exactly. Like I am that holiness, that divineness. What? Because I think that most of us forget that. And then when we forget that, we forget that we're bathed and we're washed in extreme love. So how can we share that with other people? if we don't own it for ourselves right. so for me is that sacred piece is just that like beautiful divine part of us that mm -hmm. is just unconditional love mm -hmm. and so for some people their sacred could be when i walk out and i am walking through the park and i see the beauty of the park i'm grounded mm -hmm. i'm restored back to something greater than myself right. Yeah, and sometimes when I hear people using the terms creator and created, it, it kind of, I always bristle a little bit at it because to me, we are the creators. Hmm. So we're not created, we're, we're, we're a piece of the creator. We hmm. are creators ourselves. And so it's, it's I, I tend to think of things as as that like there is as you were saying like there is no difference mm, right and so here's what's interesting so for me i think it's a both and right i believe okay. i gave up something right mm -hmm. like that there was a being that that created me but then even that being that created me made made me a part of that being and so mm -hmm. there's no separation from me and that being right, there's right. an i am and then i i am a part of that i am so that's right. how i see it for me i'm the manifestation mm -hmm. of that i am mm -hmm. and if i see myself as so inter integrally woven into that mm -hmm. i am that i am doesn't exist apart from me right and i don't exist so it is it, not actually really complicated it's just like we're just tight right right i think when people see that i amness as something else other than themselves that's where we get into trouble. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Because then we're diminishing ourselves, aren't we? When we're making ourselves separate, like, oh, this is this great thing, but it's separate from me. Then we diminish ourselves and we diminish our own innate abilities and our own innate responsibilities to choose and to and to really create. And to create. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, oftentimes I say to people, like, we create our life and sometimes people are like what do you mean they don't oh, like that they don't like it because it means having to take responsibility mm -hmm. but you know in so many ways i feel we create our life because we are where we are because of choices we made mm -hmm. because of decisions because of how we showed up in the moment because of the presence we brought with us mm -hmm. now this is not to say like we're responsible for everything that happened to us, right. but we are, we do have responsibility for how we choose to respond exactly. to what's happening, don't we? Exactly. And you know, Sam, so I want to use a reference that maybe you're familiar with. I don't want to make an assumption, but like mm -hmm. when we talk about this creator versus uh, being creative, like co-creators is how mm -hmm. I see it. So mm -hmm. in my book, it's sacred intelligence. 
I make reference to Moses crossing the Red Sea. Uh, Talk about when Moses got to the Red Sea, Moses was like, okay, God, you brought us this far. Like what now? And God basically said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Mm -hmm. Use the staff that's in your hand. Mm -hmm. God could bring you to that Red Sea, right? Right. You don't do the work that you need to do. You will still be standing there at the Red Sea. So that's how I see it is that there is a force that supports us. Mm -hmm. And there's that greater force that supports us. And then there's the force with us together, right? We're supported by all of the universe. Right, right. That's that's the thing that people have to see. If you make a choice, like you were just saying, if you make a choice that you want life to be different for you, mm-hmm. it will be different for you. That doesn't mean for those who are listening, we don't have our struggles. Right. We do. Some of us are in some situations that it's difficult for us to get out of in this moment. Right. But when we make that choice, just like Nelson Mandela was mm-hmm. in prison mm-hmm. and they had no choice, he's in prison, but there's something right. that Nelson Mandela held on to while he was in prison. And Sam, you mm-hmm. said it yourself when you were reading, he saw himself beyond the moment. Right. And that's powerful right. to be able to see yourself beyond the moment. Because we may not be able to stop our challenges from happening, but we can shift our perspective around our challenges to make them less challenging. We we can shift how we're showing up in the moment that then changes the whole energy around it. So the actual physical circumstances might not shift right away, but if we shift our energy around it, that will lead to changes in the physical manifestation of what's happening around us, won't it? Yes, it absolutely it will. You have to be able to, to see it, envision it, shift that energy. And people have been surprised at what happens to them five years later, right. 10 years later, because they saw themselves in that situation. Look, there are people who've been imprisoned who's had life sentences. Mm-hmm. Something ha- happened to change their circumstance. You just, you have to be willing to avail yourself to spirit, to yourself, to trusting mm-hmm. yourself, to think differently, to behave differently. Again, that's the tapping into the sacred intelligence piece to me, which is, right. which is you and right. your divine Right. right, exactly. And and in some ways, it, it again goes back to the section of my book today, your future self, when we when we envision our future self, that's actually tapping into our sacred intelligence, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's even though we're projecting and, and, you know, our projection might not be 100% accurate or 100% as, as wonderful as it could be. But that's when we're utilizing our sacred intelligence, isn't it? It is. And Sam, you know, when you were reading, what I kept thinking about with, you know, when you were talking about projecting into the future self, is that we need to remember also that we're complex. We're more Mm -hmm. than one thing. And Mm -hmm. so you said to see that person in the next five minutes as their future self, Mm -hmm. don't just see yourself or other people just in the way they are behaving in this moment. We're complex, we're more than one thing. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, wonderful. All right, it's time for us to take our next break. Um, And when we come back, let's now dive into your second book, Dismantling Racism, and your show, Dismantle Racism. And let's talk about why this is such a passion for you today and and what it's really all about. Because sometimes I feel like people have a misperception when we talk about this and and they think it's something it's not necessarily, okay? Okay. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Reverend Dr. Terrilyn Curry-Avery, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, so, so Terrilyn, when did you decide that you wanted to write a book around racism? Mm. So, again, it, it almost seems like something decided for me. <laughs> My goal was to write a book on the wounds of religion. Ah. Because I feel very passionately about mm. that. It's all I, any chance I get, I want to also talk about that. So, uh, in fact, when I first met you uh, in a in a mutual group that we belong to, that mm-hmm. really was my goal. But in 2020, when George Floyd was murdered, I had several colleagues, white colleagues mm-hmm. in particular, to, who were just struggling. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually was in a writing group, again, writing this book on the wounds of religion. And when I was interviewing people for my, you know, avatar, one person in particular said to me, Terrilyn, you should write a book on faith because COVID was happening. Mm-hmm. This person is not religious mm-hmm. at all. Wow. I thought you should write a book on faith. And shortly after that, George Floyd was murdered. And then, you know, a few of my uh, white colleagues who were really struggling was like, Terrilyn, you could write a book and like, you know, you could write a book in 30 days around this. Well, I, I understood that I could do that. But I knew that it had to be more, uh, well, just a little bit more punch and significance to just mm-hmm. like, here's some things to do. So again, I had sermons on faith that were related to the pandemic that quickly turned into sermons around COVID and race because it was all mm-hmm. brewing mm-hmm. at the same time. So that's why I wrote this book. And I also believe it's God inspired, right? Because when you're mm-hmm. connected with I amness, mm-hmm. those messages are always put there in your spirit. Sometimes it takes other folk, you know, saying, come on, now is the time. And so really, you know, my book, Dismantling Racism, Healing Separation from the Inside Out, really came from wanting to have a stronger voice mm-hmm. and um, really wanting to have an impact. And I don't know if you will recall, Sam, when you and I met, you had talked to me about doing a radio show. And at the time it was long, it was before racism. I really was doing the wounds of religion. And I was just like, it it, it didn't feel like it was the time for me to embark on that. But then you, you actually approached me again once. I don't know if it, Maybe it was even before the book was actually out. Mm. 
I think it might have been because now been. it's going on almost two years, actually, yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. The book has only been out a year. And, and so there was a message then. There was an understanding that I am called to impact the world. And one of the ways of impacting the world is to amplify voice. So when you respond to that sacred mm-hmm. intelligence, when you respond to the the I amness, sometimes it feels like there's no choice, Sam. We're yeah. just loving <laughs> the Like I'm sure when you wrote your book, and if you think about what you're doing and how you're involved evolving, it, it, it's almost like, yeah, this is what I was born to do. This is yeah. why I'm here for such a time as this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's in some ways, it's like this is a very challenging time to be around, but it's also a very exhilarating time. And and there's so much possibility and there's so many uh, opportunities right now that that it's hard to imagine not being alive at this time. Oh, my goodness. I I just want to I know you want to ask me, but I want to just share this, Sam, because there's another example that I use in this book, and it's from Esther. Ah. You know how Esther saved the Jews. Yes. And so I talk about that story. As a matter of fact, I talk about Abraham in this story in my book too. But um, mm. I talk about Esther being born for such a time as this, mm. because that's what her cousin Mordecai said to her. But who right. knows that you might have been born for such a time as this. And yeah. if you don't do what you're supposed to do, God will bring a deliverance from somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So in my book, I talk about, we're all born for such a time as this. We're in the right skin. We're mm-hmm. at the right gender or sexuality or the right socioeconomic mm-hmm. status. Wherever we are in life, we're born to do the work yeah. that we are called to do in this moment in time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I love to dispel myths, and I'm just wondering, what do you feel today are the biggest myths around this idea of dismantling racism? And when we talk about racism, what do you think, like, people think about when they hear that versus what it's really about? Hmm. So one of the things, and I would probably call it, for some people, more of a fear, because all of Hmm. racism is all based in fear. Right. So there's a fear that if I work to dismantle racism, I'm going to lose out on something, Mm. that my rights are going to be taken away, that my privileges are going to be taken away. And that's based on a scarcity mentality. Right. There's a a myth or a false belief that there's not enough in the world for all of Mm. us. And absolutely there is. Yeah. I'm not trying to take what anybody else has. I just want a little piece of the action myself, <laughs> right? I just want to be treated as a human being. Right. So I think that that's one thing that is really important for listeners to know. The second thing is, and this is what I run into all the time with the people um, that I do work with, uh, particularly white people, is that there is a fear that I'm going to do or say something wrong. And I will say, you absolutely will. Yeah, (laughs) it's hard not to. You have to do the work (laughs) because you can't let fear stop you. The only way you learn is to reach out together and let's work together. And, And then the other thing is, some people think it's really impossible to dismantle racism. And they'll say, it's too overwhelming when you say that. So I always say to people, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can, like author Ash says. You have to have a show called Dismantling Racism. You can be like this woman, I was getting my nails done the other Mm day. And I heard a conversation where this woman, two white women, and one said, I just don't understand why we can't use the name Redskins. We've just gone too far. Mm. What difference does it make? And you could tell she had some angst around it. Sam, you know, I do this work all the time, but like when I go get my nails done, I really don't want to, I just really don't want to get the conversation. But but they're talking loud enough for me to hear. Mm. And I loved what her friend said to her. Mm-hmm. She said, Okay, 
what would you think if the name of the team was called the N-word? Would you be okay with that? So, of course, my stomach is churning because I'm trying to figure out where this conversation is going. So she paused a long time, longer than I thought she needed to. But then ultimately, she said, no, she wouldn't want it to be called that. And she said, well, it's the same thing. We've just been conditioned to think that Redskins is okay. And so they had a long conversation where she's talking about the history of racism in this country. Does that woman have a show called Dismantle Racism? No, no, she doesn't, but she was doing her part. And that's all I'm talking about. We're really talking about raising our humanity our shared humanity and raising mm -hmm. our divinity and our understanding mm -hmm. that we are all spiritual beings. We're not mm -hmm. talking about going out here protesting in the streets right. and right. doing all of that, but we are talking about getting rid of white supremacy, seeing right. whiteness as the gold standards. We're talking about being able to embrace all cultures Right. right. And, you know, for me, coming from the Bronx, I mean, I grew up in a very multicultural environment. I mean, I remember my high school, we had every color, every race, every group, mm -hmm. and everyone got along. Mm -hmm. And it's like being a child of the 70s and remembering the civil rights movement at the time. To me, it's just amazes me that we still need to have this conversation. But it also amazes me, like, we don't have a base on the moon yet. And, you, you know, like, there's so many, there were so many promises. There was so much possibility then that just ended up not manifesting. And, and to those people, uh, you know, I just, I had thought of something when you were talking about people when they think like, oh, dismantling racism, that's too huge. I, I always think of this video I saw on Facebook that I'll never forget of this black gentleman down in the South who ended up befriending people in the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, yes. And, and what Darryl, happened is- Daryl Davis, is it Daryl Davis? I talk about him all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and just when people got to know him and see him as just a human being, as a person, just like they were, that they couldn't stay part of the Ku Klux Klan because they couldn't reconcile that this guy was such a good guy and part of it. And that's all he did is he just made friends. And it's like, that's what we need to do. Like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. We just have to open our hearts. That's right. I, I love that you're saying that. I always use him because, you know, his story is one of where he just started talking to a white man who came to hear his music. And if you could like my music, there are other parts of me that yeah. you could like as well. And, and really, Sam, our hatred of each other comes from just not understanding one another, fearing what we don't know, believing what the world has told us. Look, we both come from cultures where we've been extremely mm -hmm. oppressed because mm -hmm. people have false information. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and there's propaganda out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting. I remember being um, at the Holocaust Museum. Uh. And I remember reading how this propaganda was stirred up mm -hmm. against uh, the Jews by Hitler. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, this is crazy. Who would ever believe this, right? It, it, it was unfathomable to me mm -hmm. that like people would just, but then I thought about what was going on for us in terms mm -hmm. of just what we've lived through. But then what happened in 2016, mm -hmm. when I started seeing all that stuff happening, I said, oh my goodness, that's what happened. That's what happened to the right. Jews. Like, people believed one person mm -hmm. and because of our own fears. Right. You get one person who taps into your fear, mm -hmm. they'll make you believe anything in the world. And so we have to turn it around and make them believe in love, make them right. believe in our shared humanity and make them believe in the potential, like you said, five years from now, five minutes from now. Right. That's what we have to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's, it, you know, when we, when somebody wants to manipulate people, they can tap into and make 
any person and a scapegoat, whether it's a Jew, a Black, a Chinese, like I'm, my wife's Chinese, we saw how much anti-Asian hate there was after COVID got started. And it's like, you know, look, these people right in front of you, they're not the ones responsible for this. Mm -hmm. But it's like that we, we can always find a way to, to make someone else less than, you know, we can always look at the differences, but we can, it, but if we turn that around and look at what we have in common, because we all have something in common in yes. one way or another. And, and that's the thing. It's always, what do we choose to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, if we're either focusing on how we're in this together, or we're focusing in on how it's not my fault, it's someone else's fault, and then we're being a victim. Mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and but it's always our choice and and we have the power to change we have the power to make a different choice it's up to us exactly exactly mm. awesome okay so i can't believe we're already coming up to our last break of the show so when we come back um uh, I, I just want to talk a little bit more about sort of healing that separation and the importance within each of us of healing that separation and why it hurts us when we separate ourselves from another people for whatever reason and, and, and how we can help ourselves, how helping heal that separation helps ourselves as well. Okay. All right. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back with Reverend Dr. Terrilyn Curry-Avery in just a moment. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, Terilyn, when we, you know, one of the biggest problems I see with just the whole concept of race and racism and any of these things that separate us is it causes a separation within, doesn't it? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely, it does. And, you know, Sam, when I'm teaching people about, you know, how to dismantle racism, I actually talk about the cost of racism to, to white folks, uh, as well as people of color, because I think sometimes we're, we're, when we're othering people or we're in the group mm -hmm. that's not in the moment being mm -hmm. oppressed, because many of us are, we don't stop to think about the impact for us. And so there's a personal, like our personal growth and development is stunted when mm -hmm. we decide that I don't need to dismantle racism. I can live in my all white neighborhood. 
You know, I love that you always talk about the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and I love when I went to New York, how multicultural New York is. It doesn't mean that racism, because plenty of it exists there, but sure. I love being able to walk down the street and hear people talking in different languages or to try different foods mm-hmm. or, or the opportunity to date someone differently mm-hmm. if I wanted to. When we live in homogenous societies, then we are missing out on like this full spectrum of things that we could become. Again, when you were talking about who you're going to be five minutes from now, it opens up expansion and potential. So we lose out spiritually and we lose out emotionally, psychologically, and socially when we choose to not be involved in dismantling racism. Our professional opportunities are squandered because we're mm-hmm. only looking for people in certain places who look, you know, in particular ways. Um, sometimes, it, particularly when we talk about the spiritual piece, we can engage in the fear that I talked about a little bit earlier. And that's difficult because think about what it must be like every time you roll up on somebody who's black or Chinese or you know, uh, Latin or whatever the the ethnicity, the racial uh, uh, identification is. Think about what that must be like if you have to fear them. Yeah. And to th- yeah. and to think about what it's like for me to think that folks fear me. So racism impacts us from a deeper, deeper level. Um, sometimes it creates a false sense of security in people. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, and you and I have have just talked about this as it relates to even particularly when COVID was first um, present in the U.S. and the ways in which people treated folks who were of Asian descent, particularly Chinese folks. Think about what that does to the spirit Mm -hmm. to know that people, you know, think that there's something wrong. You're carrying something. Yeah. But what does that do to your own psyche, right? right. Um, there are things like guilt and mm-hmm. other, uh, you know, like a negative self-image. All of that impacts the soul. It impacts the, the spirit. And the other thing is, and this is actually really critical, and it's, it doesn't have to do with the spirit per se, but it has to do with what it costs us economically. Mm-hmm. Because racism there's an estimate that it's cost like $16 trillion due to things like uh, loss of um, uh, economic loss due to housing practices, because, you know, things are different when I go out to buy a house than maybe Mm -hmm. when you go out to buy a house or someone else Mm -hmm. goes out to buy a house, Um, educational opportunities. And so people are missing out economically. That's why Everyone needs to work on dismantling racism because it's hurting all of us. I, I remember hearing um, someone talk who was a diversity and inclusion uh, consultant, and they were saying how when a business doesn't have a diverse group of people working on bringing a new product to market, that there are whole segments of the marketplace that are turned off by the product because nothing of the marketing kind of speaks to them. And it's a huge loss. And and now they're not thriving as much as they could. But when we have an inclusive, and and this isn't just about race, it could be about sexual orientation, religion, just take any characteristic of being a human being. and, And by focusing on the difference. I mean, to me, again, growing up in New York City, variety is the spice of life to me. I I can remember, it must have been like 20 years ago, I think I was at a conference in Utah, and it was all white people. Mm. And I felt uncomfortable. Because I'm just used to always being around Mm -hmm. a variety of people and like to have it all be so homogenous. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, Where's everybody else? Right, right, right. That's a great example. So we just got a few minutes left. I would love to know what is your projection of five minutes into the future? Who is Tara Lynn five minutes, five years from now? You know, uh, thank you. That's a great question, Sam. Terrell is still evolving. And that's the thing that's important for folks to know. I evolve even on my conversations about racism and how I teach it. 
because I completely teach it from a place of love now. And I think before I've been doing this work for over 20 something years, it was like, this is what you need to do to dismantle racism, blah, 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 blah. And it was a great protocol. But now I start from that place of love and tapping into the greatness of who I am, which, which I did then too a little bit, but it's even more so now. So Terrilyn is, is a woman who is continuously evolving and maintaining, uh, you know, this stance of that is capable. And I believe I'll have an even greater impact in five years with this work. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Terrilyn, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, how do they find out? What's your, what's your website? What would you like it's, people to know? It's sacredintelligence.com. They can go there and find out how to get my books, find out how to work with me, all of that good stuff. And they can mm. listen live on Thursdays on Talk Radio NYC to the Dismantle Racism show and they can uh learn more even more about me and my guests there yes yes at 11 a.m eastern time right before the conscious consultant hour so my listeners my loyal listeners you know you got to start tuning in an hour earlier so you can listen to both our shows Tara Lynn, thank you so much for coming on my show this week I truly appreciate you and I'm so grateful that you're part of talk radio NYC um it, it means a lot to me because I want the, the the station to reflect a diversity of people as well. Thank you, Sam, for having me. It was good to see you and good to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you too. And uh, yeah, I, I wish you all the best. And uh, uh, real quickly, any books you're working on for the future or? Well, I do on, so on Facebook, I do something called Prayer Time with Dr. TLC. So I'm turning mm-hmm. those prayers into a book since I have them all collected there and they're just very uh general prayers Mm -hmm. uh so people don't have to worry that they'll be offended by um calling a particular name but they're just prayers that keep us grounded and moving throughout the world cool cool do you have a name for it yet I don't, but you better believe sacred, selfish, and shared will be in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. All right. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. I appreciate you all so much. Without you, there is no show. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc. Or if you love listening to podcasts, the podcast is up on uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. And And if we're not on your favorite podcasting platform, let me know and I will make sure we get on there. Thank you all so much. Remember, later today, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, it's Frank Harrison and his show, Frank About Health, followed tomorrow. We have three shows on Fridays now again. Yay, we have Philanthropy and Focus, always Friday, and our newest show, Intangify, with Matthew Asbell, wonderful IP attorney, giving great information for business owners out there. And also for all the listeners on KMET in Palm Springs, California, I'm renewing my contract. We'll be keep going there. Thank you all tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.